Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and the professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter, so many sports. And before we begin, which we always do with our favorite underdog, I do have a little housekeeping. We're running a little bit of a contest here. Um, if you leave a five-star review and then in that review uh, on Apple Podcasts, leave your Twitter handle, you'll automatically be entered into a contest to win the NHL jersey of your choice. Uh, the contest will run through this month and uh, when the playoffs start. So be sure to do that. Once again, leave a five-star review on Line Change at Apple Podcasts. Leave your Twitter handle or Instagram handle if you don't have a Twitter um, in the review, and then we will randomly pick someone to win an NHL jersey of their choice. If so money wins, he'll pick the Canucks uh blade with i think the black one if i win it'll be a Ilya sorokin islanders fisherman jersey <laughs> <laughs> on that note uh let's start with our favorite underdogs uh i'm gonna kick it off i like the new jersey devils they're right now they're sitting at plus 135 bouncing between what plus 135 and plus 140 taking on the new york rangers who are minus 155 the over under here is six the rangers um before the weekend you and I were talking off uh, before the sh- our last episode about how the Rangers were starting to round into some serious form, despite Igor Shesterkin not looking that great. He still hasn't really found his game uh, yet, and he might just not be able to get back to the level he was playing at uh, before uh, this this little swoon here through March. And we we know what the Rangers' flaws are. They're not a great five on five team, and and they can be a little leaky defensively. And against the Devils, a team that has it's basically just a much worse version of the Rangers or they, they can create chances, uh, but they don't do a good job at keeping them out of their own net. I, I think this number is playable on New Jersey who should have uh, some scoring chances. They should create some offense. And if Igor still isn't informed that the Devils should uh, be able to give you full value for this number as a home underdog. So I'll take the Devils as my underdog. What do you have for this one? I have a lot to say on the Rangers. <laughs> Obviously um, I think that um, going forward in Rangers games, um, until the rest of the season, uh, we need to be on Georgiev watch um, like we were earlier in the season. Um, the goaltending watch now is because I think the Rangers understand that they'll need to preserve Shesterkin and provide him, um, sorry, protect him for the remainder of the season. Um, they'll obviously make the playoffs and maybe they have their sights set on first in the division, but that's unrealistic at this point. Um, in all likelihood, they'll be the second or third seed matching up against the Penguins, which we've seen, seen this year that they actually do match up well against the Penguins. Now, of course, you, you do want home ice, but none of that matters if Igor is worn down. Um, the Penguins are charging hard and they'll play against each other again on Thursday night. So... With this game on deck against the Penguins and with a favorable schedule in terms of games against non-playoff teams, the Rangers do have the ability to take care of their own business to to secure that second seed. Um, I think that this game against the Devils here, um, this would be a good spot to get Georgiev in there in a game where you would expect a lot of goals to be scored. 
Um, I don't um, spend time on the devil's goaltending that much uh, because it just doesn't matter anymore. If Georgiev is playing, um, I think the money will come in on the over and I will be right there um, with it as well. So I do like the over at a flat six here. All right, uh, let's move on to the other New York team. They're your favorite underdog. I like them too. The New York Islanders, they're plus 120 traveling to Dallas to take on the Stars. The over-under here is five and a half. The Isles, baby. Red hot. Don't count them out yet. This is an interesting game here. They did play three weeks ago um, in a game where the Isles, um, they were they were lucky to win that one. Your boys continue to make things interesting here in the playoff race with uh, with uh, Varlamov playing at a very high level here. Um, I think that there is value on the Islanders. I do need a little bit more to bet them, but I think that uh, that we will get there. Um, in their current forms, I don't have much separating these teams. I do think that we're at a coin flip to lead me to the Isles at plus money. And of course, uh, we're going to be gearing up for the inevitable overtime heartbreak here, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, the stars are, they've been interesting too lately, like uh, playing some pretty high events hockey, which is not what you uh, associate them with, uh, especially under Rick bonus. So yeah, I think the Islanders been a little bit messy with their process, but the difference between this kind of stretch and the one uh, in the middle part of the season where they were messy with their process and were losing games at a, an alarming clip is that their puck management and their uh, the way that they're playing the game is it's been relatively mistake free. Uh, so, and the, they're getting incredible goaltending, like you said, from Sorokin before he got hurt. And now Varlamov is in his best form um, since the playoffs. So the Islanders, yeah, plus 120, another good underdog on this card. An underdog I don't like as we move into the rest of the slate here for thir- uh, for excuse me for Tuesday, April 5th, is uh, the Buffalo Sabres. They're 2-1, to one, hosting Carolina Hurricanes, minus 250. The over-under here is 6. Got to give the Sabres credit. They're playing hard. They're getting results at a uh, much more consistent basis than they were early in the season or even going back the last few years. And they're doing it and they're capturing the hearts of the hockey media. They're kind of like a a funny darling right now among um, hockey fans and pundits. They're still 11, 10 and four in their last 25. So they've lost 15 of those 25 games excuse me, 14 of those last 25 games. So it's not like they're winning more often than they won, uh, than they're losing. And this Hurricanes team, we've touched on it. Their results might be all over the place right now, 4-3-3 three, and three in the last 10, but they look fine. I don't have any problems with yeah. them going forward. So I'll be staying away here. Yeah, these are two teams that are just, uh, they have a real uh, conflicting form right now because the Sabres, uh, they're clearly an over team, uh, regardless of their goaltender right now. And while the Keens, um, they have really tightened it up uh, defensively the last little bit here. Um, I don't think I'll have anything on this game, but I do think that once um, Anderson is confirmed to get the start, Carolina might be a little bit too short um, and they will take the early money here in the market. We'll talk about Colorado and Pittsburgh, a rematch from a 3-2 game over the weekend, which went to the Avalanche in Denver. The Avs are plus 105 on the road in this one with Pittsburgh at minus 125. The over-under is now sitting at six. We're on uh, Nas Kadri watch. Uh, he hasn't played for a couple games. I don't see any reason why the Avalanche would continue to risk him. Uh, they want to obviously have him for the playoffs where he can get suspended again. Uh, but the, the player of note i think for the avalanche right now is darcy kemper he's been in just terrific form uh for for quite a while now and we've talked about him he's the type of goalie that out of nowhere can just play at a a, a really really high rate but out of nowhere can plummet and and put up a couple duds in a row and you're wondering was this guy good enough for a team that counts itself as a stanley cup favorite and so do the bookmakers 
Meanwhile, Pittsburgh's goal, Tristan Jarry has been mediocre at best for a little while now. Actually, Casey DeSmith has kind of been outplaying him before he started. Uh, he was hurt. So it's an interesting matchup. I think with the Avalanche sitting at plus money right now, I'm, I'm much closer on them. But with Kadri, questionable, uh, I'm probably passing here. Yeah, I did have the under in that game on Saturday, and um, I was very fortunate to pull that one off. Um, in my in my own schedule here, I had that game. Um, I've I've scored it as a as an over, so that ended up being a being a lucky win here for me. We'll need to keep an eye on the Penguins forwards. Um, there's a non-COVID related illness going through the team right now, so um, I would have interest in the over here, but I do need more clarification on on the Penguins uh, lineup first, but I would tend to agree with you. I think that um, Avalanche at plus money or, or the over would be, um, would be my looks here. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they're doing the Florida two-step. They got Tampa Bay on Monday night, which is when we're recording this before that game. And then they take on the Panthers who became the first team in the league to clinch their playoff spot on Sunday night. The Leafs are plus 145 for this match in sunrise. The Panthers coming back minus 165, the over under, it's sitting at seven. Jack Campbell will be starting for the Leafs on Monday night. And given his recent uh, comeback from injury, they would be shocking if they went back to him on a back-to-back uh, against the Panthers. Meanwhile, the Panthers goaltending is pretty interesting right now. Spencer Knight's been good lately. So you're talking about a team where, where in the last month of the season, Sergei Bobrovsky was really, really strong for them uh, out the gates, then slowed down a little bit and has the you know, veteran playoff pedigree that makes him the presumed game one starter when the playoffs do come around but yeah Spencer Knight he's not unbettable anymore yeah I think that um also uh, both teams are on a uh are on four and six here um like you mentioned Jack Jack Campbell is not going to start on the second game of a back-to-back on paper this does look to be a mismatch on goal like you mentioned Bob has been trending poorly lately um and with the with the Panthers struggling defensively this could be an opportunity for for the Leafs to um get some goals, which we know they can score. Um, as with every Panthers game now, especially at home, I will be looking at the over, but it does depend on how juiced that six and a half is, or if I'm able to get a plus money seven. Um, that would be the way that I'd be looking at this game. Going from Leafs and Panthers, a headliner to Sens and Habs, a degenerate special. Ottawa right now is minus 115, traveling to Montreal, minus 105, the over under six. Uh, we're getting to the point of the season where it's pretty hard to get inv- uh, invested in these kind of games. I think that you might be able to find edges here and there, depending on uh, lineup issues, et cetera. But for this one, it's, it's nothing for me. Uh, I wouldn't, I would need much bigger numbers to, to be enthused about betting either one of these sides. I'm with you here. I would, um, I would want Montreal. I, I have some interest on them as a, a little bit of a bigger dog if um if I can get that. Uh the Senators did their job beating up on the Red Wings in uh in back-to-back games. I would expect Forsberg to get the start. Um of course we love him here, but I think that the Sens might be a little bit overvalued. Um for the Habs, I've got in my notes here. Carey Price getting closer to returning. Uh he's not gonna play though. Uh Brendan Gallagher, um, he is expected to play, which is going to be a big boost for Montreal here. Um, I'm not really sure where the market goes. Um, I would be interested in Montreal if Ottawa takes some money early. Uh, another barn burner, Columbus plus 105 off of a couple of disappointing losses to the Islanders. They're taking on the Flyers who are minus 125. The over-under here is six and a half. Philadelphia upset the Rangers over the weekend with Martin Jones in goal. He beats Igor Shesterkin. 
the over under is six and a half for this one. Another one that uh, I, I don't really have much interest. I think Columbus, if anything, uh, at plus money is is playable, but uh, it's just like I said, it's pretty tough to rush to the window to bet a matchup between two teams that have very little to play for. I really wish I could understand Martin Jones. <laughs> just um, just just the weirdest results sometimes. Um, the the Jackets are on a four and six here. They're also a second leg of a back to back. Uh, with Merzlikin starting Monday, I would expect to see our man uh, JF Barube in net, um, who has been okay in his uh, in his limited work this season. Um, very tough to get a read on the Flyers right now. They did get the win in New York um, on a back-to-back, on the second leg of a back-to-back against uh, Igor, uh, but they were very fortunate in that game. Igor had an, had a off night, and of course, Morton Jones uh, played well above expectation. Even with the advantageous rest spot, I can't see myself getting involved with the Flyers, especially if uh, Carter Hart is uh, still not ready to go. Based on the schedule, I would expect the Flyers to take some money here. So if you do like the Flyers and Hart is confirmed, I would move early on them. Uh, for me personally, it would take a lot more for me to um, for me to be invested in the in the Flyers here, especially if I have to put money on on Martin Jones. Yeah. If, uh, if there are any hockey psychiatrists out there, let us know if you have any availability to talk through Martin Jones uh, when, when you have a moment. The, his, um, his, his whole career, too, he's yeah, been like this. It's insane. Just that, I mean, the, the, the whole the old kind of cliche was playoff Martin Jones, where he would be terrible in the regular season for the Sharks, and then he would steal a series for them. It's just the, the worst position in the world to kind of figure out. Uh, and speaking of, I mean, let's talk about the Boston Bruins. They're minus 195. Traveling to Detroit to take on the Red Wings, who are plus 160. The over-under here is six. We'll get to the Red Wings in a second. But first, uh, Jeremy Swayman uh, has put together a terrific rookie campaign, except for the past couple of weeks. He started to really struggle. Uh, meanwhile, Linus Allmark, who was mediocre for the first four or five months of the season, has been really good for the Bruins. And they're continuing to play their great defensive hockey in front of whoever's in net. So they do give whoever is wearing the mask uh, the best chance to succeed. But right now to repay that defense, it seems like it's, it's Linus Allmark's crease. Uh, if you're just going off current form, meanwhile, the Red Wings three twelve and three with 92 goals allowed over their last 18 games. That's 5.1 on average. And they've lost six in a row and have allowed five goals in five of those six games, including 11 at one uh, at some point, the market is just going to completely bottom out on the Red Wings. But in this matchup, it's, it's tough because uh, for a team that like Detroit, that can score, taking on a defense like Boston is, is just not ideal. So we're sitting this one out as well. And I do wonder what your thoughts are on the Bruins goaltending situation. Yeah. So uh, back and forth, uh, we, we go here with these guys um, as much as we love Swayman here. Um, like you said, he has started to trend poorly. Now um, we've mentioned this a few times with young goalies getting their first shot at a heavy workload and how they, um, how they sometimes struggle for a little bit as they get used to that. I do wonder if we're, if we're seeing that here with him, um, it's Boston. It's uh, beneficial for them to have a, um, at this point, I would say what seems to be a capable backup in Allmark. Let's see where we are a couple of weeks from now. In this game, I, I do like the over here. Um, of course, as we've discussed uh, previously, the goaltending for the wings, um, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, either guy can go in net and their and their defense is not going to give them any help. So I, I do like the over here at a flat six um, if we can get there. And I do expect 
the market to come in on the over as well. So this is going to be um, one of those games where um, where you'd want to move up pretty early on the over. The Minnesota Wild are red hot still 11-1-2 with a plus 17 goal differential, and that's fan 49 goals for, 32 goals against. Coming off a win against the Capitals over the weekend, and they're taking on the Nashville Predators who are plus 105. Nashville's last eight games, they've allowed 32 goals and they've been playing high event hockey, which similar to what I was saying about the stars, it's just not who you, what you associate the Preds with um, at all. Uh, so I think despite a tough schedule spot with Minnesota continuing a, an arduous little road trip here, I do think that it's the wild or nothing at these prices, although it's just annoying laying money uh, against you Soros, even if he's not in the greatest of forms right now. And then speaking of, we do tip our caps to both the Wilds goalies, uh, Flurry and Talbot, have, have been looking good. So likely a pass, if anything, if the number comes down, back down on the Wilds, I'll, I'll, I'll be in on him. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you here. Um, aside from an OT loss in a in a coin flip game against the Penguins, uh, the Wild have been playing at an extremely high level. Um, in regards to their goaltending, I still don't trust Talbot. Um, it could be that my numbers haven't caught up, but um, I, I I just don't fully trust him. Uh, with Flurry and goal, though, um, they are a team that I do want to be betting. Flurry's numbers, um, he's trending very well for me right now. Uh, the Predators have been playing with fire for a while now, and um, all of a sudden are in danger of missing the playoffs even. And all it took was just a little bit of a dip from Soros there. Um, we've been talking about them playing above expectation all season, and I think we're here now for the regression now too. Um, after a pair of uh, 6-1 losses to the Kings and Vegas, um, they did string together, if you want to call it that, back-to-back wins against the Flyers and the Senators. But, of course, those wins are not going to be enough to change my outlook on them. So even on the road against Soros, I think that the Wild should be the clear favorite in this game. And if I can get get them around uh, minus 115, um, I will be betting the Wild as well. All right, uh, before we get to our favorite bets for Tuesday, April 5th, we will talk about the Edmonton Oilers, minus 180. It's the San Jose Sharks, plus 150. The over-under here is six and a half. Look, the Oilers and Sharks are two teams that I've really had a tough time with all season. I'll admit that right away. Um, I don't like laying money with the Oilers because they're goaltending, and I don't like playing the Sharks basically ever because of their defensive goaltending. So, Easy one for me to pass on here uh, late night on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be passing pregame here as well. Not much interest. I love the Oilers, no secret. Um, and they're playing at a very high level. The problem is now that the market loves them too. So it's become uh, difficult for me to find consistent value on them uh, pregame. But um, yeah, this this will be a game that um, I'll have to um, I'll have to pass on as well. All right, uh, with that, we'll move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, April the 5th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. Uh, we'll go back to you to start. We touched on this game earlier. What's your favorite bet? Yeah, my favorite bet on the board is the over um, in the Rangers and Devils game. Um, I do think that there's a strong possibility that we'll see Georgiev and Ned um, of course, when we see that, we need to be rushing to the window to bet the over whenever he's in net. And um, with the Devils, um, I mentioned it earlier, it, it doesn't matter who's in gold there. I think that they've accepted the fact that they need to be 
just the, their their best way to win is going to be in um, in a shootout game. So I think that uh, both teams are. Um, we'll see some goals here. So the over six is going to be my favorite bet here. For me, it's a homer pick. The New York Islanders back on the bandwagon, plus one twenty. The Isles are eleven three and one in uh, their last fifteen games. They're scoring three point seven eight goals on average in those games. The Islanders' biggest strengths are their goaltending, their defensive solidity, but they're also an underrated forward group that is incredibly deep when Trotz is able to roll four lines. The problem with the first half of the season was Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parisi. The secondary scores were just not finding the back of the net. They were shooting below 2% for the first three months of the season combined. Those two, Andersley, Brock Nelson, they're all in great form. The Islanders can beat you in a couple different ways. And with Simeon Varlamov in great form, uh, the Islanders should have a, a decided goaltending edge, even on the road in a, in a tough rest spot for a team that's played a ton of hockey over uh, the past month. They played 17 games in March, but it doesn't seem to be bothering them much as this has been their best stretch uh, of the season. So I'll take the Islanders plus 120. That I think that number will actually tick up because of uh, the scheduling spot with them on the road. So give me my Isles, baby, back in it. Only 11 points back of the Capitals. They're hearing footsteps. And on that note, um, We'll wrap up this episode of Line Change. For so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff, wishing you the best of luck with your hockey bets on Tuesday, April 5th, and reminding you to leave us a uh, a review on Apple Podcasts if you leave your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle or any way we can contact you in the review with five stars. You'll be automatically entered into a contest to win an NHL jersey of your choice. Uh, this contest will run through the rest of the month and right before the playoffs start. So we appreciate you guys listening and can't wait to give you that jersey. 